Good morning out there. This is May the whatever it is, the 16th, 16th 2023 here on Box 2 Radio. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is a day that anything is possible. We serve a God that will do the impossible every single time. And Amen. regardless of whatever you're going through, whatever situation you're facing, He is more than enough and He will take you not over it. Not under it, but right through it, because whatever you're going through, he never leaves you, he'll never forsake you. And I'm telling you what, you will overcome, but there may be something he's producing in you in the meantime. Amen? That's right. And that's, that's right. the popular stuff we'd always like to talk about. So, excited for it, excited for this day. It's Tuesday, so we have Pastor Josh in the house. How are you doing, Pastor Josh? Hello, Brother Aaron. Doing great, man. Doing pretty well. So, thankful for another day. Thankful for the opportunity to be in this place and just... Uh, Hopefully be able to engage with the listeners a lot in the next couple of hours and uh, be able to uh, learn more about who the Lord is and learn more about the Word. So, oh, amen. very thankful for that. So, how was your weekend, brother? Oh, it was busy. I hear you. Like <laughs> always, right? Yep. Like always. Yeah. But, uh, um, it was it was a good weekend. It was good. Just busy. And um, God moved in big ways. And uh, service was good on Sunday morning. Just a joy to celebrate the mothers. And yep. I know I didn't get to talk about much yesterday because I, I took the morning off. And um, Well, I didn't really take the morning off. If Y'all you... called the mothers up and prayed for them and everything, didn't you? Yeah. Is that what you guys did? Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought I'd seen a, uh, somebody post a picture about it or whatever. If, if you work from 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. without stopping, is that taking a day off? <laughs> I don't, that is not. Okay. I was going to say, I can I can verify you did not take the day off because I was going to the youth ranch to uh, have one of the boys help me yesterday. So on the way there, I seen you was uh, mowing and weed eating, had the kids there right by your <laughs> side. But, hey, I do want to say I'm thankful that you at least push your little ivy, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, you pushed her in the shade anyway, so I yep. appreciate that. <laughs> yep, she stayed in the shade as I worked, and then she'd go to the next spot with me, and I worked a little bit more, and uh, Cloud just followed behind, and yep. and so um, it was definitely not the prime idea of working by no means. But, but uh, you had uh, Hannah and uh, brother uh, Jason Gretchen, they took care of the show. No, they did a good job yesterday, yep. Yep. and so um, just trying to get some stuff done. We got graduation this Friday night, so it's... Yep. Busy time here, busy time, and we're just mm-hmm. trying to get everything finalized and get it ready. Um, so just really, really thankful for all that God's doing, all that he's about to do. Thankful for the way he's moving in people's lives. And um, just hear, I hear over and over the goodness of God manifesting in um, in men and women all across the land. So just really excited for this day. Uh, I don't know what questions we, do we have any questions we did not get to yesterday for Bible Q&A? One of them. We One of them. And so, um, <clears throat> yeah, I got to hear some of the broadcast yesterday. Some of it I was in and out of, but I got to hear most of it. And yeah. um, and I think I think me and Joe will survive the maybe the the childcare. <laughs> um, if if you got seven kids, how how like here's the That's deal. That's what I was saying. <laughs> um, I used to do nursery all the time. Actually, um, I don't know how I always got stuck in nursery. Yeah, I just did. Right. And I just gravitated towards it and end up in nursery. But the first kid, you're the helicopter parent and everything's everything's a big deal. The second kid is it's it's a little bit better. The third kid, well, 
okay, you got a lot of blood in your shorts. We'll go home and change them. You're okay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's kind of like, okay, no big deal. <laughs> Bring on a couple more. Well, I don't know what happened with me. I stopped. At, we stopped at one kid, so I guess. <laughs> was you like, a helicopter parent? I I guess so, but it, I always I always tell my mom and dad and also my wife or whatever. I said we either done it right or we done it wrong. I ain't figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> with the one kid, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. take it either way. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Jason I, probably was saying that so that if he gets roped into helping, that there will be less kids there. <laughs> <laughs> he might have done that as well. So. Just kidding. He um he needs to be roped into help, don't he? We'll have him. We'll have him the entertainment. That's it. That's we'll dress it. him up in a um some kind of costume and let him be the singing and oh dancing God. entertainment for yeah. the kiddos. Uh-huh. Yeah, the singing thing did come back yesterday yeah, morning. Yeah, I heard a little Everyone bit Everyone was wanting him to sing whatever, I think, the Rich Mullen song he was talking about, maybe. Yeah. Well, how about that? <laughs> I don't know how he's become such a requested singer, but... I he... mean, there was multiple people who messaged me about it. <laughs> Oh, man. That's funny. I mean, that's probably the last thing I thought Jason would be um, famous for is singing, but yeah. that's kind of what he's getting <laughs> yeah. famous for. That's it. That's it. Everybody's Laughter does good like a medicine, right? That's so, right. Man, that's it. I guess that's so. It. Maybe it's that's what's what's doing well for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, I, I enjoyed Brother Kelly last Tuesday. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. We're going to have uh, next week, going to have uh, Brother Howard Jones mm-hmm. going to be calling in. And that's from the West Kentucky from, uh, Revival. From the West Kentucky Revival. He's actually the pastor there at the river. And actually, river. to be honest with you, it's um, the river's the name of the church there in Nortonville. But to be honest with you, I've been down there a few times, of course, with the guys and some more people went last night. But when you're there, uh, you never really, he never really steps to the forefront. I mean, he's there praying and stuff like that, but, you know, he hardly ever has the mic during the revival or nothing, you know. But anyway, so it's pretty uh, pretty awesome. So hopefully we'll be able to talk to him how how it all started and what what engaged him to get deeper in the Lord and, you know, the prayer that he's talking about, how they uh, started praying. He just felt his, that move. So hopefully next week uh, he'll be calling in. So yeah. anyway, so I'm excited about that. Good. I'm I'm very excited about that here what the Lord's doing in West Kentucky. One of these days I'm gonna go over there with you all. Yeah, all One right. of these days I am. I, I haven't know. been going as much as Brother Billy and some of the other guys, and then uh, Sister Nancy's and some ladies been going as well. But I mean I've went a few weeks ago. Then it's been a few weeks since I've been. So hopefully we can get together and go go one night. So yeah, love yeah. to, love yeah. to. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. This this Sun no sorry Sunday this Saturday. Coffee with Jesus, Free Liberty Church, Church Behind Taco Bell, formerly known as Victory Heights. Uh, that's that's just really how a lot of people know churches. Yep. Um, it's mm-hmm. the one over there, you know, behind Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> that's what Way I like. up on the hill. Yeah, it's about like when you tell people directions. Hey, I don't know road numbers. I just know you go this way, you turn by the... I mean, I don't know why it is, but... Anyway. Well, I, I surveyed for uh, Mr. Keith Higdon one summer and helped him out. And I learned a lot, but he always used the the road numbers. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd be like, that road. I said, oh, that I know that road. Uh, yep, and so that's it. That's it. Um, he knows like every road number and everything and pretty sure mile markers and all that. And I'm like, man, you are a wealth of knowledge. And here I am 
You know, you take a ride over at that one creek over there. I'm like, I know that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. So that's my language right there. That's that's me. Yeah. Um, but Coffee with Jesus, Free Liberty Church, this Saturday, May the twentieth, uh, starts at four o'clock p.m. Uh, Miss Kay Cottrell, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Is going to be given the word that day, uh, May twenty fifth, Man Up Cross Point Church. Uh, that's going to be an awesome night, May twenty fifth, Thursday. Next, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, they're gonna we'll have worship starting. I mean, food starting at six thirty, then worship and a testimony over at Cross Point. And Cross Point's the church behind Hardy's, um, and so very excited for that as well. And then Josh, you'll be able to do this a lot better than I could. <laughs> we'll the, youth tr- the youth, youth retreat, retreat, May twenty seventh, hosted by Coyle Cumberland Presbyterian Church with Pastor Mark Stevenson. You tell us the rest of what's yeah, going on. Yeah, it'll be starting at 11 o'clock to 4 o'clock p.m. Actually, the uh, youth, uh, I guess, youth leader down at Coles, um, uh, Ashley Tucker, got this kind of together. She's the one that we've been going uh, meeting with and stuff like that about it. But uh be uh, starting uh, welcome at 11. Then then uh, there'll be different uh, ones to minister on some of the topics. Is I am who God says I am by Sister Angie Tucker. The booths, there'll be actually 12 different booths set up. Actually, it'll be a, a booth for haircuts. It'll also be like a booth with books and a prayer booth. And uh, it'll be like a welcome booth as well. Then even like a selfie booth and like how God provides booth. Just different people that have uh, kind of uh, got different ones from different churches have set up different booths. I think uh, Rachel and I have the book booth. But they've provided everything. It's just more the or less book your, booth. the book booth. So you go there and get free books and stuff. So then there'll be shoe carnival gift certificates given out as well. Then uh, I'll be ministering at two o'clock. And uh, this is a funny thing. They said, they said it's fifteen minutes. Can you? Is fifteen minutes enough for you? Is what they asked me, <laughs> brother Aaron. I was like, uh, you just want me to say my name, or what you want me to do there? <laughs> no, so I was just, I said, like, yeah, that's fine. So they've because you know there's like a six, seven different people kind of yeah. ministering a little bit. So I said, I totally understand that. So. I can do fifteen minutes because <laughs> um, this is the one thing. I don't think you have to be long winded to be good. Yeah, that's right. Say well, good things, yeah. and and here's the one thing I've learned over the years. This is this is the one thing I have learned. And Jason always says. Jason used to pick on me for being long-winded, and he's like, well, actually, Aaron's really not long-winded, to be honest with you, because I'm not. Usually, my sermons will last 30 to 45 minutes tops. Um, very rarely have I ever gone over an hour lately. Now, back in the younger days, I would just preach, 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 because I thought I had to get all of it in. Yeah. But here's what I fa- I think it's a... I don't really do it because of focus. Like some right. people say you should do it because people only have an attention span of 26 minutes and whatever. Yeah, and if they're right. younger, it's less than that. Yeah. So I'm like, that's not me. I think I have found over the years that I want to honor people's time. Yeah. And if they're giving me their time, I want to honor that yeah. and not disrespect it and drag on. And plus, too, if you drag on and on, you lose your yes. potency of what you need to yeah. say. Like so, so you throw so many fillers in that the one thing you're trying to get across is lost in transaction yep. because you're throwing 18 other things in the midst of the one thing you're actually trying to get across. Yep. And so I can, I've learned to say a lot in 15 minutes if that's what I'm given, but I was doing a commencement speech one time and I was given at first, it was like 20 minutes Yeah. and then it was 15 time that by the time the graduation was going to happen, somehow they asked me if I could do it in six minutes. And I'm like, now that that's, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I said, I was, I, was, I was like, you can't give a speech in six minutes. It's actually, you know, yeah. Uh, 
that would be like, hey, my name is Pastor Josh. I am the most prolific homecoming oh. preacher ever. Uh, bring on the fried chicken. <laughs> Psalm 119 in the shadow of the all. I mean, I mean, what do we do here? Like, yeah. and, and so, It's almost more if it's like that short. I mean, uh, you know, if you do, that's awesome. But it's almost like it's more of a form than yeah. something like that. Because I'll be honest with you, even in radio, you know, on our broadcast on Sunday mornings, at 7.30 to 8 o'clock, mm -hmm. we play a couple songs normally, sometimes just one. But I'll be honest with you, a lot of the ones that actually have more engagement about saying, hey, that was awesome, love the word this morning. I mean, I get a lot of feedback out of that program that morning. Yep. Like, I'll get to the I'll get to the car and I'll have like six, seven texts say, hey, I heard it this morning. I mean, mm -hmm. Miss Gail, she's one that always, oh. <laughs> you know how she is. Sure. I mean, she always, you know, uh, giving in her input. I mean, it's just very encouraging. So, yeah. I mean, even in that short time span, yeah. still yet some things, some great yeah. things are being said. Five. Also, uh, something that Brother Billy just gave in, I guess he uh, got all this worked out last night, but Brother Lance Johnson, who's mm -hmm. the main um, uh, preacher or minister down at West Kentucky Revival, yeah. he'll actually be at Madrid. June 4th, Sunday night. So just in a couple, two and a half weeks, I guess you can say. June 4th on a Sunday night starts at 6 o'clock. Brother Lance Johnson will be ministering there at Madrid Pentecostal Church. So, Praise uh, the Lord. Looking forward to that. That's, mm -hmm. just, that's like fresh, fresh to me just like it is to you guys. Come so, on. That's awesome. Well, I guess I'll know where I'll be June the 4th. <laughs> I hear you. That uh, sounds Lord great. willing. Lord willing. Yeah, Lord willing. Look, right. look I, I always <laughs> thought that was crazy scripture. I was like, that is a that's crazy scripture. <laughs> now I'm getting old, and I realize, Lord, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. Hey, Brother Billy taught that a couple years ago, you know, because I mean, some things. But I mean, now it seems like everybody in the church for the last couple of years has said, Lord willing, we'll see, you know. So mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, um, so that's good. I'm I'm really excited for that that youth event. I think it's gonna be a great yeah. one. So um, uh, can old people get their hair cut too? Well, yeah, well, yeah. Are you gonna get your hair cut? <laughs> I may have to get my hair cut. <laughs> 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 but if I get my hair cut by somebody else than my daughter, she might get mad at me. I well, don't know. So she probably wouldn't get mad if I pay her and also pay the other <laughs> one, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> But anyways. I need a haircut awful. Maybe it's another shaving time. Uh, I don't know if it is too. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think your hair looked that bad, but the way it was a few weeks ago or whatever, being bald, I guarantee you need a haircut if that's what you're going for. Well it's Heather's not going to be happy. I was going to say, Heather going to let you do it? I don't. Or are you just going to do it and then, yeah. Uh, man up. I'll man up. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, how are you? We haven't asked you how you're doing yet. Me and Josh has been yapping I'm the whole sorry. time. I'm sorry, That's Hannah. Okay. No, I'm good. We had a girls' day yesterday. Uh, yeah. Heather and Miss Megan Sosh and uh, Jamie and DG, we... We wanted to go spend some time with DG because we won't be seeing her. Um, yep. She'll be heading out for college across the country. Uh, Is that right? Yep. She's wow. going to Washington State. So um, we're really going to miss her. And she's she's just been such a – she's been such on fire for God lately. Um, and it's just encouraging to see, you know, she's a senior in high school and just to see that heart that she has for the Lord. And um, she always comes to Tuesday prayer with us over here at the sanctuary wow, in the awesome. mornings. And yeah. we're really going to miss her. So we just we wanted to go spend some time with her before yeah. um, she heads out, I think, later this month. But we had a really good time. That's awesome. Really good. That sounds great. Amen. Uh, Sorry I'm you got stuck with the kiddos, Pastor Aaron. <laughs> well, now that some uh, Miss Australia and Natty had mercy on me 
about the last hour because Miss um, <laughs> Australia let she took Ivy for a little while, and Natty took Cloud with him to to the library. So um, the last hour, I was kid. Well, I wasn't kid free, but the ones that actually had to follow me around, um, <clears throat> somebody had mercy on me. Yeah, and so that's that's one of the reasons I was actually bush hogging until nine thirty last night is I. I had to get, I'm trying to get these certain things done. Like, you know, you get your list. You know, you're, you know what I'm talking about, Josh. Yeah. You got your list. And if this list gets messed up too much, yeah. it's going to really throw you behind. So yeah. somewhere you just got to eat the, eat it and work yep. late, do whatever you got to do. But um, <laughs> we are bound to determine one, I'm bound to determine one day to see these fields bush hawked at the user ranch. I'm, I'm, I mean, I have, I don't know how many hours I bush hawked this year so far. And it just keeps growing yeah. back. I hate grass. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was here Friday night or whatever, and you was, uh, Power washing the tractor, making it look good and stuff. Well, well, we were well, what was that? We what were maintenancing some stuff and okay. the maintenance that I had to get some junk off of it. So I yeah. had to, did that and the mower, and you never know what you're gonna do. I know it. I know it. Yeah, you hang around here just for a little bit, and you see all kinds of action going on. You never know. <laughs> um, well, who, uh, let's see. I think it was. I don't know if it's Ethan or Joe on the night of the prom. Whenever me, Joe, and Ethan threw together a whole rescue prom at the last second. I can't remember which one of them looked over at me and said, Aaron, you really don't know what to expect here, do you? I said, nope. Uh, anything <laughs> could happen. And I think so, that was Ethan, probably. Uh, <laughs> and you never know. You could throw a prom together the last hour. Yeah, buddy. On a Saturday evening. Um, I have a quote from E.M. Bounds before we get into the Gospel of John. The goal of prayer is the ear of God. A goal that can only be reached by patient and continued continuous waiting upon him, pouring out our heart to him and permitting him to speak to us. Only by doing so, <clears throat> only by doing so doing, wait a second, only by so doing can we expect to know him. And as we come to know him better, we shall spend more time in his presence and find that presence a constant and ever increasing delight. I love that. Wow. I love that last part. Only by don't. Only by so doing can we expect to know him, and as we come to know him better, we shall spend more time in his presence and find that presence mm -hmm. a constant and ever-increasing delight. Mm -hmm. um, my goodness. Ian Bounds, if you've never read his stuff on prayer, it's honestly, I don't know if there was, outside of Jesus himself talking about prayer, I don't think there's probably ever been a person to walk the earth that is better on writing and teaching on prayer than wow. the inbounds. Like, yeah. I just don't know. I mean, people would have arguments towards it, but um, I don't know. Everything yeah. I've ever read from him in prayer is top-notch. Like, it's just it's awesome. top-level. Yeah. And, um, of course, he's he's been gone for a while now. You're but right. Hardly, <clears throat> hardly ever do I read. my The majority, okay, let me say this. Majority of my guys are dead guys, so they've already... <laughs> Well, I mean, because it's something that, uh, you know, some of these older ones even that we talk about that uh, have been through our shoes before. They've mm -hmm. seen things. Mm -hmm. They know what it takes. They know, you know, and even though at growing up as a kid and growing up as a young adult, sometimes you don't really uh, think about listening to the, oh, oh, you don't know what it's, you know, here you are, so, oh, you don't. But then again, as you get older, you think, well, maybe they didn't know what they was talking about, mm -hmm. you know, so. I'm thankful that we have people in our lives, whether it be somebody that write a book or maybe a pastor, somebody that's went on to be with the Lord that has instilled into us the joy and the purpose for us continuing what we do. And we can learn from those people 
that have gone on before so we could put our trust trust in the Lord. And, you know, but then again, there's people in this world that has gone on, people right now that we can trust in and be able to follow them in the ways of the Lord. So, mm-hmm. Hey, man. So, Hannah, what scripture did you all get to yesterday? 25, I believe. In chapter 9? Chapter 9, verse 25. Okay. Let me see here. All right. We'll start in 24, and we'll read that one again, then go for it for context's sake. Then again, called they the man that was blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Then said they to him again, What did he do to thee? And he, how, how did he open your eyes? He answered them, Have I have told you already, and you do not hear. Wherefore would you hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. We know that God spake unto Moses, As for this fellow, we know not whence he came. The man answered and said to them, Why herein is a marvelous thing that you know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. I'm going to read a few more. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of the one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sin, and doest thou teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, and said unto them, Doest thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. So we're still in the middle of this guy who was born blind. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders are despising this. Because, honestly, I think one of the reasons they despise this is they know that this guy's right. Like, uh, how can he open eyes that were blind if he was not the Son of God? And they yeah. reviled him. They was like, what? Like, no, no, no. And he's like, are you that are, and then the leaders go, are you his disciple? And he said, I'm not his disciple. I mean, are you all? Like, you all his disciple? Like, I don't know what I am. I just know I was, I was, like, I was blind, and now I can see. That's all that guy knew, like. He still did not know who Jesus was. He still didn't, up until Jesus revealed himself. But yeah. when he's talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he's not trying to be his disciple. He's not trying to tell everybody who he is. He just, this is his statement. I was blind. Now I can see. Well, how did it happen? I've done told you how it happened. Right. I was blind, and now I can see. <laughs> like, what else do you want? And yeah. this is kind of what he's doing. He's, And they're like, well, you're his disciple. You're his disciple. I'm not his disciple. I yeah. don't know him. And they go, we're not his disciple. We're Moses' disciple. Like, this was probably a really pitiful conversation. Right. It was like one of those circulation conversations that wasn't going anywhere. They were just trying to find something to trap him. And usually the circulation conversations only happen so that eventually somebody messes up, says one thing, manipulation happens, and now somebody's trapped. And that's what the Pharisees and the Sadducees wanted. They wanted to trap somebody. They wanted... Oh, this is what he did. Oh, he did it on the Sabbath. Oh, he broke the law. Oh, he did this. That's what they were looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he never gave it to them. He yeah. said, look, guys, I've done told you how it happened. I was blind, but now I see. Yeah. 
And then they get really upset. Well, you've been a sinner. Now their self-righteousness, their religiosity, their hierarchy of um, importance is starting to show. And they're saying, we are great. You are filthy. And are you going to be the one to tell us how to do our job? Wow. And that's basically the whole conversation. Yeah. And finally, they get mad at him enough because he just keeps on saying, well, I was blind and now I see. Yeah. They cast him out. Wow. Get out of our sight. I mean, that often even we know how this Bible plays out before us. But if we ever, you know, actually talk about how we are a follower of Christ, there's always those people that try to come against us and say, hey, you think, you know, it ain't about me. It's about Jesus. Yeah. But why are you able to do this? Well, it ain't about me. It's about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So there's always a so-called religious group or so-called just it ain't got to be a religious group, just any group that will try to come against people that's trying to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, hey, we know he's he's done something in you. Then why did he do that? You know what I'm saying? So it's for whatever reason that we understand that Jesus does things inside of us to glorify him. It's not about glorifying nobody else but him. And I'm thankful for this opportunity that we have that we can that we can uh, be in a place of where people see the difference in us. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that Jesus mainly done things for different ones to realize that he's no respecter of person. He wants to do it for anybody and to everybody. Mm -hmm. But you know, this one verse of scripture that I actually, if you want to go to 31 with me, brother Aaron, mm -hmm. it says, now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. You know, with me, with ending of words or whatever. And the ETH there is something that's always taking place. Always go, you know, heareth. You know, so you're constantly got an ear to hear the word of God. But I've had sinners to tell me before, brother Aaron, I pray. Mm -hmm. Sinners. And they'll tell you that. I know I'm not living right, but I do pray every day. But here, I mean, I don't really bring this verse of scripture up to them. But in the word of God, right here in verse 31, do you think that's talking about us sinners in general or just this particular moment in time? Well, I think if you trace the whole theme of scripture, I think that God does not continuously or have a relationship of prayer or communion with a non-believer. Right. I do think that in times God hears the cries of a non-believer. Because you would have to, because when you come to salvation. When you come to salvation, because yes, I mean, that would the thing be about one. it is, though, a lot of people say, well, if I can get to that altar, but you know as well as I know, almost as soon as you step out to make that change, hey, it's starting to happen right yeah. there. But it, it, if it's a salvation issue, though, he's already pursuing you. Right. So, because we find that all throughout the New Testament and yep. the Old Testament where he's the pursuer, we're not. Yep. Um, but throughout Psalms and other ones, the. The ones that are not born again, the non-believers, the in this scripture we allude to them as sinners. Yeah, um, they are not heard by God in yeah. a relationship communal. You cannot have a prayer life with a God you don't know. Yeah, and um, and so I, I think that throughout scripture, that's the theme of it. And I think throughout though, there is times that a sinner or somebody not real covenant with God would call out, and He would have mercy and grace and hear the cry. Yeah, but. He don't have communion or relationship with them. 
even in that too a sinner oftentimes what they do when something happens they call on people they know that pray mm-hmm. and people they know that believe in the lord and says hey you know if you don't care pray for me in this way hey if you don't care pray for me here why because they put in trust in a god and actually someone's prayer life to say listen i know when they pray things happen yeah and any even if let's say they don't happen and even if you don't there's a song out that says even if you don't I will still trust you. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't, I'll still believe in you. Even if you don't, I still put my faith in everything that I have inside of you. But that's just one that I've actually, I've had some discussion on with sinners before. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, to be honest with you, it's got to where I got to know them real good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could be honest with them. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And I said, listen, according to the word of God, you're calling yourself a sinner. It said, according to my word, he heareth not you. Mm. So I, it's kind of, you say, because now you got people that are listening right now. And if, I mean, people want to engage, that's great. If not, I understand. But you got, wait, hang on a minute. So how does he hear that? So I'm just trying to, just like Brother Aaron said, when he actually pulls at you and convicts you, it's not about he's drawing you to him so you can be heard. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't want them to get to the concept of that, but I think what people has done, they've tried to dictate of when they really want to hear Jesus. They've tried to dictate when they really all right, want to start their life over with the Lord mm-hmm. or start to dictate, well, I've got plenty of time. One day I'm going to I'm going to take heed to his calling. So, yeah. And we call it the foxhole prayers Amen. and stuff like that, where, you know, they're in the middle of a very um, true turbulent thing amen and brother jeremy paul just said i think he hears a humbled heart mm-hmm. and that's exactly right because he knows he knows who's humble and he knows who's true that's exactly yeah. right brother jeremy but i do we i i do think we should never um and i've, I've heard some people teaching this i'm filtering for a minute because i want to make sure i say yeah, this no, right because i mean this is something this is kind of a uh yeah well I've, I've heard people like um I've seen where some people have like put unbelievers out, like people who's not even born again, don't yeah. even go, to, like don't have any relationship with God, and just say, "Hey, go out there and pray for that sick person," like or something like that. And God's right. going to use you. I just think we have to be cautious of that because I think then at this point we're belittling what it is to have a relationship, to be in covenant, to follow, to to obey, to be transformed, and we're saying anybody can do this. And I always want to come back to this: there's a distinctive difference between the believer and unbeliever. They're, yes. they're not treated the same. And I mean, people's like, well, that's exclusivism. That's No, no, it's not. That's saying that when I'm born again, the way God responds to me changes because of my relationship to him. And I'm covered in the blood, whereas before I wasn't. And so part of salvation is being justified. Yeah. And justified means just as if I've never sinned. So now he can treat me as I've never sinned before because I'm no longer a sinner. Right. I'm a saint. You're a saint. And so, and it's. And the word saint has been so abused and yes, misused, yes. but but we are like we are no longer a sinner. Like I am not classified as a sinner, as a born again believer. Right, I'm not a sinner. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. Whatever it looks like for you, I'm not a daughter. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. And I I think that we we can't keep on trying to make everybody feel okay with where they're at. Because what happens when we're making everybody on the same playing field, we're just trying to be inclusive and let everybody feel good about where they're at so nobody feels bad about anything. Yep. But sometimes conviction's rough. 
And I don't know about you, but when I'm under conviction, conviction and condemnation is different because condemnation produces guilt, shame, and remorse and never leaves. Conviction, you may feel the weight of it, but it's always for the purpose of going up right? and, and changing the behavior, changing this. But sometimes you feel bad. And sometimes feeling bad's not the worst thing in the world because maybe sometimes you need to realize you really missed the you missed the mark. Yeah, and um, that's what sin is missing the mark. Yeah, and so when we keep on perpetuating this ideology of, well, everybody gets the same results and everybody, you know what this is called? Uh, oh, I'm gonna make some people mad, but I gotta take a break. So <laughs> everybody make chill them out. Mad, take a break, then we'll get back. It's to called it, right? the prayer. Uh, it's the it's the everybody gets a trophy error. And you know what? I just I'm on I'm gonna shoot straight. I despise it. Because when I was Amen. in sports, I played every sport. I played and I mean growing up I was played quarterback, point guard, um, pitched and short shortstop, I mean golf. I mean I played everything. And you know what? I worked my tail off at every single sport to get those yep. trophies. Now, those trophies, I don't even know where they're at now. I had a whole room full of them, and now they're just trash somewhere. I don't even know where they're at. I haven't seen one in probably 20 years. I've still got a bunch of mine in my garage. And so, but you know what? I worked for that. And yep. you know what that taught me? It taught me hard work. It taught me commitment. It taught me loyalty. It taught me to drive. It taught me to It taught me to stay awake. I mean, I'd be shooting basketball at 10 o'clock at night sometimes to get the form down. Or I'd go to the batting cage and hit into a cage for three hours. Yeah. Because I knew everybody didn't get a trophy. And I worked my tail off to get there. Just like everybody's not going to heaven. And so... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just... Uh, well, I mean, we just got to get over this whole... Like, this is the society we have created. Is that, And this is why we have work ethic, loyalty, drive, commitment, faithfulness. All these things are out the door because at the end of the day, everybody gets a trophy anyways. Yeah. And everybody gets the same results. And it's kind of like this. We... It's like my saying, I've said a lot, we all want the results of prayer and holiness without doing either. And you yeah. know what that's produced from? A generation where everybody gets a trophy. Right. And I wow. hate to say it like that, but it's that's no, kind of I mean, it. it. Like, just, yeah. I never worked to get my salvation. I never worked to keep my salvation. I worked because I am saved. But to get his presence and to get a move of God doesn't happen because I am just show up on a Sunday morning and say, hey, I want a move of God. Move of God's are expensive. Moves of God will cost you your life. Moves yep. of, I mean, ask all the martyrs that laid down their life for move. Ask all the people that died to get the Bible into English. Ask all the people that died to preserve what baptism is supposed to be. I mean, like all of these times over the history, like people literally lost their life. Yeah. But a move of God will also interrupt your schedule. It'll change what you're doing. It'll change your careers. It'll change where you're living. It will change what you're doing. It's change. It will change everything. That's right. And honestly. There's nothing more expensive than a move of God. Come on now. And we all want it, but we know nobody wants to pay for it. Yep. Yep. And we all want somebody else to pay the bill. And it's like um, Brother Todd Smith, and I've heard Brother Lance preach the same thing before. Um, we want to rent somebody else's anointing that they paid for, but we never want to pay for it ourselves. Yep. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's... Wow. And you, you really... Gosh, I'm going to get... Yeah, we got to get back. I know. Well, I want to say this. This is good. I think, like, because these are conversations we... The everybody gets a trophy is yeah. actually stem from the whole communist socialist ideology. Everybody's on the same ball field. Yeah. And that's what we that's what we want. We want everybody on the same ball field. So 
if I work my tail off, Josh doesn't do anything. At the end of the day, regardless of who's done what, everybody gets the same trophy. Yep. Wow. What is that? It's socialism. Social. Wow. It's it's what's been actually prepping, yep. and it's what been it's actually what's been. Um, how do I want to word this? It's what's been softening us up because our generations didn't get that. The younger generation does. Who's the enemy really after? The yeah. younger generation. The younger generation. And then we look at them in the work field, and we look at them walking around, and I would say as a whole, there's not work ethic. There's not hard. Yeah. Everybody, like I've seen it with my own eyes. They don't, they, like they're, they're struggling to, to do simple tasks. Right. They're struggling to, to really, if anybody gets mad at them, yells at them, it's like breaking down immediately. Why? Because yeah. everybody got a trophy. Wow. And I know it sounds stupid, but it's no, it's I really mean, that true. Is stupid. That's kind of true. That is true. Because you know, as a coach, ten, fifteen years ago, I could yell at a kid. Yeah. The reason, one of the reasons I got coached now, I got out of coaching, is because if I yelled at a kid, everybody got mad. Yeah. And it's like, but I mean, the thing about it is, though, oftentimes we put that on the kid. Okay, oftentimes we as adults put that on the kid, mm-hmm. but it's not the kid's fault. Yeah, I mean, it is to a certain degree, but also how we raise them mm-hmm. that plays a very vital role in how our children get brought up mm-hmm. and put in situations. Now, yeah. see, I mean, I I'm an advocate for you know somewhere it got switched around. And so, anyway. And your brain is not developed till you're 25. So you could have an 18-year-old who is really as mature as a, what, 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old? Because they've never been taught what to do. And that's not an excuse for them to not keep doing it, but somebody is going to have to rise up and show them the right way. Exactly. And if they don't know Jesus, then it's going to be... And if it's the right way they never known, they're going to think it's the craziest thing ever seen or heard in their life. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... We need fathers and mothers. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, like what what was happening to me in sports when I was pushing for those trophies and pushing for the position is I was being taught. Yeah, I was being taught in a lot yeah. of areas. When I'm not pushed to drive and push to to compete and push to be faithful and push to put the work in, nobody's teaching me anything. I'm just coasting through life, and yeah. I'm never learning. I'm never developing. Um, it's Oh, gosh, we got to go to break. But this is like these are conversations actually, they're really helpful, I yeah. think. Yeah. When I have babies, this is me. Like if your baby gets crawling and they're under a chair, don't help them out unless they're hurt. If it's hurting them. Yeah. I'm talking like if they're sitting in their chair and they're trying to figure out how to get up, they got under a chair, they sit up and, oh, I'm stuck. And they start to cry for a second. If yeah. they're not hurt, now if the chair's on their foot, that's one thing. But I'm talking if they're just sitting in their chair and they got, and, they're not really stuck. They're just, how do I get out? Don't help them out because it's called cognitive development. They need to learn to get themselves out of the problem they got themselves into. And so like I've, I've done that with all my kids unless they were hurt. Yeah. If you got under the chair, you can get out of the chair. Now I've seen a lot of parents, they'll rush over there and pull them out of the chair. I'm like, you're doing your kid no favor. You're, 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 you're thinking it's nurturing, but it's really babying. And what, what we need to do, and I'm not saying being cruel, don't leave them under the chair for an hour, but give them a minute to try to figure out how to get out of the chair. Yeah, It's the same process. Don't put the block in the hole for the child. Let the child figure out which block goes in which hole, 
and start to let them have that cognitive development. And I'm so thankful that the Lord allows us sometimes to have to, like, he's always watchful and he's always He's always equipped yes. and he always grace. Yep. But sometimes, like we said earlier, he don't take us over. He don't take us under. He'll take us through because there's some things we need to develop yeah. through the through that we wouldn't get if we went over. That's right. And so. That's good right there. Amen. Um, I have no idea how we got here, but. We're there. I'm having fun with this because yeah. this is. We talked about parenting Sunday morning, so I'm still in that. Right? I'm still in this. Mm-hmm. I'm still awesome. in this jive of parenting kind of yeah. deal. Uh, let's see here. One listener said, "You all weigh this out, but but I believe the main difference is that if you are not a child of God, born again, your spirit may be alive. Jesus doesn't know you. Your spirit is dead, and you don't want Him. There is no relationship for people to think they can bypass that trick of the devil, false security to think that without being born again, you can still have a relation." relational prayer life with Jesus, you are being deceived. I, I think so. Um, I think there is a deception going on. Yeah. And I think that people think that we can have all the benefits of salvation without being saved. Right. Because we don't all the, we don't want to walk out salvation. We don't want to be saved. We just want all the benefits of being saved. Yeah. And so, and, and I think that's, that's a deception. And the deception is that we believe that actually happens. Yeah. And, and I think that's truly a, something that's going on in the church today. Uh, Hannah, you got the first trivia question for today? Yes. Okay, so Tuesday's first trivia question is, who knew a man who had been caught up into the third heaven? Who knew a man who had been caught up into the third heaven? Again, you can call 270-257-2689, 270-257-2689. righty, we'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. We're back here on this May the 16th, 2023. This is primary election day. Is that correct, Pastor it is. Josh? Man, it I don't want to miss that. I need y'all. I know. Uh, make sure you get out and vote today. We the don't main tell thing you. It's uh, governor's race. It's That's right. Well, it's the um, it'll it'll we'll determine today who's running against Governor yeah. Andy Bashir. Yeah, and I didn't know it, but actually, of course, you know, more than likely, you know, Bashir's going to win that side of the uh ticket but he does have a couple running against him so. yeah um there is a couple i don't think the polling's too favorable no he <laughs> i mean you know uh, it's just you know but, that's what it but is. there is a I couple mean, of know. them we don't tell you who to vote for um only thing i say on election days and voting is vote or vote by the holy spirit that's all pray Seek the face of the Lord, and I believe he'll lead you into that correct person that you need to vote for. And um, we don't endorse candidates here. We always give candidates um, the platform to come out and talk to you guys and tell tell you what what they're running on and, you know, why they think that you should vote for them. But we don't endorse, so I don't tell you who to vote for. I will say I think a lot of people are probably going to have in their memory – some of the things from 2020 coming up in this governmental race and some of the things that happened. And I think that Christians especially will not forget, per yeah. se, the state police being called on them to take their license plate number and other things. I mean, like, they're going to remember some of these things. Yeah. Like, they're not letting it go. Right. And I'm just curious of what kind of effect that has. That's it. Um, I don't know. Which we won't know that today. Right. I mean, that's not what we're finding out today. We're just yeah. finding out who's running against who. This. Now, in the state of Kentucky, there is always, especially in our counties, in the county race more, um, a lot of county elections go um, unchallenged on the opposite side. So what I mean by that is, like, Brett County is a predominantly Republican um, county. 
Yeah. A lot of offices, there's not even a Democrat running against them. I know. And so, like, whoever wins the primary wins the race. Yeah. That's what happened in our last local election. Mm -hmm. There was only, like, one race that after the primary was even the general election went up. Yeah. So... So, Miss Gail got the trivia answer, though, um, and that was, what's the answer, Hannah? I don't have a sheet, but you have the sheet. Um, the question was, who knew a man who had been caught up into the third heaven? And that was Paul, found in Second Corinthians 12, 2. All righty. Good job, Miss Gail. Good job, Miss Gail. Uh, we love Miss Gail here very much. All right, Hannah, you said you had something to say earlier, and I wouldn't shut up. So... <laughs> You go for it. Well, it wasn't those exact words, but... Uh. Oh, well, I, I added those. You <laughs> added that. I, yeah, I added that one part. Let me that. clarify that. She didn't say yeah, you won't shut did, up. She wouldn't tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, well, it's back on the topic of, you know, does God... Well, not does God. What what the verse says. Yeah. Um, we know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Um, I was thinking about the prodigal son story and you know how the father is waiting for the son to return yeah but while the son was still out so far he wouldn't have been able to hear him well wow. he wouldn't have been I able to you. hear the son calling out to him the farther away that he was he was sitting on the porch or sitting on whatever yeah. whatever yeah. he had but he was waiting for him but he wouldn't have been able to hear him the farther that he was, deeper that he was in sin. But as he kept coming closer and closer, he would have been able to hear him. I so that's you. what I visualize when we talk about this, because it's not that God God just hates the sinner. He hates the sin. Right. And he, he loves the sinner, so he's waiting for the sinner to come back. But we just think about that story, and that gives a good visual of just how it works. Yeah. Because if we're in sin, then that it sin does separate. And so... I think that's kind of a visual to why he can't hear. No, I, I mean, I think that's uh, spot on, Satana, because, I mean, exactly, because he's, you know, it's more or less, hey, he's put it out there. Just says, I mean, I know this is very different, but like these different things that we announce, coffee with Jesus, man up, the youth retreat, people have a choice. Are they going to go or not? Mm -hmm. I mean, our life on an everyday basis is full of choices. Mm -hmm. That's why as pastors and ministers on a Sunday morning, you're trying to edify the body of Christ, but also allow people to realize this ain't just about this day. Mm -hmm. This is about the day that's the week that's coming up. What are you going to do outside of here? What are you going to do there? So we understand that at all times, like you said, the father was waiting for his son to come home. Because mm -hmm. actually the people that are out in this world today that are not living a life for Jesus, actually the Lord died for them just like he did for us. Mm -hmm. He loves them just as much as he loves us. Mm -hmm. So he's actually waiting for them to come back to him. And he actually will rejoice more when a sinner is saved than the ones that That's it. are already saved, That's you know? Right. Amen. And so I think we just have to, I think thinking of that story really helps with this verse. It helps us not to get That's offended good. by it. Yeah. It helps us not to get, you know, all shaken up by it. Right. Because, I mean, this is a true, these verses of scripture are in here for that reason. I think that's a good point you brought out there. Because, I mean, we understand that, listen, he wants to hear you. Mm -hmm. He wants to hear you. But I had this in my mind while I go. I love, you know, I love kids. I mm -hmm. love being youth leader at the church. I love being the youth director or whatever. But, I mean, they're not necessarily, they're not my kids. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? They're not my kids. 
my child, I have one child, Madison, uh, Maddie, and she, uh, you know, I'm not saying I don't love kids, but if my child needs something, I'm going to try to do my very best to make sure that she is provided for because that's my child. Mm -hmm. I should raise her and nurture her. If there's something that I can give her and that if, you know, if I'm willing to do that, then I'm going to do that. Not saying I don't love other kids too, mm -hmm. but that's my child. And I think that that's kind of how Jesus looks at us sometimes. Hey, that's my child. That's so, good. I like that. But anyway, and I'm thankful to be God's child. Me too. You know, and I'm thankful that I know that, hey, just like those people, sometimes I hear people say, well, I just want the Lord to come back. Hey, I want to be the people that he comes back for. I mm -hmm. want to be ready. I want to be available. But then again, if the Lord comes back right now, there's people that I love dearly that wouldn't be where he is. Yeah. Because I'm not judging nobody, but I'm just going by the word of God and see and knowing that, hey, we've got to line up with the word. Yeah. We know it's a straight and narrow way. We know it's a way that there's a way that seems right to, to a man, mm -mm. but the end of that way is destruction. destruction. Yep. And I mean, I want to be where the end of my way is life. Yep. And that's through Jesus. So. Amen. Anyway. I love all of those analogies with parenting and yeah. the prodigal son. and It just helps us to understand. It, it helps us to understand, just like Jesus spoke yeah. in parables, because it makes it personal to us. Right, right. And I love that. And I even thought about how, you know, I was talking about how the all of heaven rejoices, all, all of the body of Christ should rejoice when yeah. a soul is saved. Yeah. And I thought about when a baby, when a family has a new baby in their family. Yeah. When a new baby is on the way, yeah. think about how much more we celebrate that baby, Amen. how everybody gets excited for that baby. It's 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 a celebration. It's a blessing. That's right. And that's the same thing with people that are being born again. It's yeah. like a new baby is being delivered yeah. and the whole body of Christ is rejoicing and heaven is rejoicing because that's, right. that's the attention. The attention is on that at that moment, yeah. just like it is in the natural whenever we, we a new baby is added to the family. <laughs> you talk about new babies or whatever. I'm going to tell this little story real quick about my child when she was born and uh i'm always reminded how my family every side of our family seemed like they're family oriented mm -hmm. and i can remember the wedding room up at elizabethtown when my when maddie was born i'm telling you, we probably had 30 people <laughs> in that waiting room so i was thinking about it just a few years ago with the COVID, you know everything's uh -huh. turning i was like listen if my daughter would have been born in that time I don't know what my family would have done. My yeah. family would probably said, listen, we're taking over this place. You know, yeah. we're getting in there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I can only imagine how, you know, I even remember, of course, I was young. I was 19, just had graduated here to high school, and a year later, already had a child. But I remember even the people from the school, the teachers and stuff, calling up there, you know, calling more or less to hospital, say, hey, can I talk to the waiting room about uh we're fourth floor, I think it was, and they called the waiting room and say, well, is she here yet or what? Oh. What's going on? I mean, so, <laughs> and awesome. I can remember that uh, people calling and even people that were there, it's just amazing. I mean, uh, to know that when something happens, family and people you love show up. Yeah. So, I mean, when something happens in the kingdom of God, guess what happens? People and family got to show up. God shows up. Because when you hear stirrings going on in different areas, just like the Asbury Revival, just like Brownsville Revival, just like West Kentucky Revival, hey, people are showing up. Yeah. Because it ain't nothing that necessarily that pinpoints that particular church. It's about the body of Christ. 
Yeah. So if it's about that, then guess what? Family's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that family shows up. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's good. And, um, and that is the celebration around a sinner that finds their way That's home right. by God's grace. Um, there is a scripture I wanted to read in Isaiah 59, though, when alluding to this whole, you know, God don't hear sinners. Um, and I think we have taken away the concept, though, in the American church especially. Now, when I've gone overseas, it's not there. It's, it's a different thought pattern. But we have taken it away from the American church that God is ferociously angry with sin. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. his holiness and sin don't go together. Mm-hmm. And right. he he does, I mean, he. I think we kind of think he's disappointed. Well. But he's not disappointed. He is angry. Mm-hmm. He hates. He detests sin and all of its things and all of its, its ways. But um, this is kind of like Isaiah 59 kind of sends... It kind of, I guess, puts it all together, this whole concept that, yes, God don't hear the cry, the, the prayers of sinners, but he will hear the cry of salvation or the plea. Because said Isaiah 59, verse 1, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, or his ear dull that it cannot hear. So basically saying, yes, the Lord's hand can save. He will hear you when you need to be saved. But this is what it says. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Did he say Josh's iniquities has made a separation for me or Adam's iniquity? Come on. No, he said yours. He says your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God and your sins have hidden his face from you. And so that he does not hear. Right. It's not like I can't put this off on somebody else. Like, as a born-again believer, that this ain't talking so much about me. Yeah. Because Jesus has made the way. But for someone who is walking in opposition to who God is, walking in opposition to his ways, and I'm not talking about having a struggle or issue or something like that. I'm talking about somebody who blatantly um, goes against the Father in every area or right. somebody who just doesn't care, somebody who's an atheist, somebody who's a Muslim, somebody who's Hindu, like... He's telling, he's saying here in Isaiah, your sins have created a separation. It's you. And because of this, he's not hearing you. Mm-hmm. But his hand's not. His hand isn't too short that it would save. Yeah. Talk about turning over or whatever, Brother Aaron. You know, I have to go back to that verse of scripture where it says he'll turn you over to a reprobate mind. More or less a hard heart. Somebody that hardens their heart so much that they don't want to hear from the Lord. And it said in that verse of scripture, I may have flipped to it and learned a bit. Talking about being turned over to a reprobate mind. What is that? That's hard of hearing. Where it's almost like you don't listen to anything that anybody tells you. You don't listen to what the Lord telling you to take heed to. I mean, we know of children before that more or less. I mean, it hurts me, brother. And it hurts me when I hear about how a parent does not have some kind of relationship with their child or whatever but i know things like that happen i know just like uh you know we have that ranch back here and just like people get put in foster care sometimes but think about it is i it often i think lord why did you choose me that's why i want to be thankful for where i'm at thankful for what i do have a loving family that i have because i know a lot of people now you don't have that but you think why am i why but it's about choices that people make sometimes but then again it ain't necessarily about their choices just things 
things happen in things life i last week i had somebody you know really crying out to me last week and talk about this is happening that's happening that's why do i even pray and it's somebody that i that i feel as if is doing the things that the lord would want them to do in the church in the remnant but still yet having a hard time wondering why this particular things happen and so i'm just trying to encourage the encourage him to say hey it's you still got to keep your focus and your attention on jesus because this ain't about just this particular time the vapor of time we have in this life but this is about eternity this is about forever this is about you staying focused where you need to stay focused on and don't allow the enemy to take away what the lord has done inside of you right now and just over something that you cannot control. There's some things that we pray for that really we can't control them. Mm-hmm. There's certain things we do that we can control it. But there's certain things that we cannot control. So mm-hmm. I think that people are trying to control things as out of out of their realm of controlling. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, anyway. Yeah. Um Greg Carwile says, "He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it is sin." Amen. So that tells me there's a there is a difference on someone who is lost and someone who are living in sin. And um, I think there is a truth to that, brother Greg, because he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it is sin. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a certain level of sin that, like, okay, I want to make sure I word this right because. Distinctives, distinctives are important, and I won't be able to do this before. Maybe, um, but for my for the get it after, yeah, because I, I do think there is a truth that you know there's there's sins of omission and there's sins of commission, and in theology we teach that. And basically, if we know to do good and we don't do it, that's going to be sin. Such as we have learned that we should be doing something, and yet we still don't do it. Even if it's not like, well, I'm not looking at that website, or I'm not saying that word, or I'm not doing this, that's that's a sin too. But if I know that I should be giving, if I know that I should be serving, if I know that I should be doing something according to the Scripture of God, like the Word of God, and I'm not doing it, that becomes sin to us. Because yeah. what is that? That's disobedience. And dis- sin is disobedience. Come on. It is missing the mark. Come on now. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, if... I know that I should not be worrying. The yeah. scripture tells me not to worry. Right. But if then if I do, that's that's a sin of commission. I'm doing something I should not be doing. Yeah. I think the sin of omission would be more along the lines of I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but I don't really have time to do it, even though God's told me to do it, and that becomes sin as well. Um so if God's calling you to do something and you know it's the Lord calling you to do it and you don't do it because you don't think you're equipped to, that can become disobedience, and yes, that can become sin. Amen. I don't know how to, I don't know any other ways to say it, but we can just we can unpack this a little bit more after That's the it. break. All right, second trivia question of the morning. Miss Gail got the first one. Uh, Miss Hannah, you did a better job reading it than I could <laughs> um, with my redneck tone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tuesday question number two. What judge built an altar and called it Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is peace? The Lord is peace. Come on now. Jehovah Shalom. 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio 
on the Box 2 Radio Network. We're back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. Thank you so much for listening in this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that anything is possible because we serve a God of the impossible, and he'll take the impossible and make it possible every single time. Mr. Joey Sosh got the answer correct. He got the answer to that second trivia question, which would have been Gideon, Judges 624. So congratulations, Brother Joey. Um, and then he sent me his dad joke. What do you call cheese that is not ours? What do you call it? Nacho cheese. <laughs> all right. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Good stuff. Um, good stuff. I and, got to share with him one when we was in here together during the share I got to share with him a dad joke. I, I, felt, <laughs> I felt awesome sharing with Brother Joey a dad joke. Because so anyway. <laughs> he's the dad joke pro. He's the dad joke guy, man. Yep. It's awesome. So. Um, yesterday, Miss Crystal um, texted me and asked me if we would pray for um, Brother Phil Downs, Brad Downs' dad. Um, he had a stroke, I think, the day before yesterday or yeah. the night before last. Yeah. And um, he's been at Louisville, and I know that um, God's been good, and God will continue to be good. So yep. let's pray for him this morning. Amen. Father, we thank you so much yes, for your Lord, grace, your mercy, your goodness, and your Jesus, kindness, Lord. We know that you are healer. We know that you are provider. And, Lord, you're going to provide whatever is necessary in this area. God, I ask you there be no long-term effects of this stroke. And, God, that you're going to work miraculous ways. God, be with the doctors, be with the nurses. And I ask you to astound them by your mercy and grace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Um, and so we're, we had been praying for them. And, of course, um, there's a couple other situations that we've been praying for as well. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what I've got liberty to say on the air or not. So I'll just um, I'll pull the old, old card out, the unspoken request. Um, <laughs> there you go. There you go. You remember those? I do. We, yeah. And to be honest with you, their church, when we t- we actually, um, they're more so when we take prayer requests at the church, uh-huh. you know, and so a lot of people, you know, Brother Billy, when we go to pray, said, does anybody have any unspoken requests? And quite a few hands go up. So, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't really know about that. But then again, I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Because there's well, some things you just can't. You have a group of people that you'll share with. Sure. And then you have enough, you know, I want you to pray because there's something really vital going on right now. I need you to. Just yeah. mention prayer. Well, I've had I've had things that I've shared with certain people yeah. that I didn't share with everybody, but right. I would say, you know, we need your prayer for something. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, yeah, we it's just a situation concerning um, a baby, and so we'll just we'll just say that. Okay. And so, yeah. um, and we're just praying for them, and got a couple other things too. We've heard some prayer for so. Um, just continue to be in prayer with us over these situations and believing God, God's going to do miraculous things and yeah. um, flex his bicep and do what That's he alone right. can do. He and, alone, uh, man. And, I mean, I'm still believing that he's going to do great things. I mean, because, you know, uh, there's been – I'm thankful for the tenacity, though, of people that continue to pray over situations. Mm-hmm. That more or less won't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Jacob wrestled with the Lord, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to let you go until you bless me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though for years, I mean, I can think of prayers that people pray, you know, uh, for years they've prayed for it, just like people that have lost children. You know, I've, you know, hear from people all the time say, well, I know they're lost, but I'm still praying and believing because, you know, the Lord promised me my children, promised me them. So, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm thankful for the tenacity 
and the and the um, and the willpower of people saying, "Hey, I'm going to continue to do what the Lord's called me to do," and that's to be His vessel, that's to be His disciple, and that's to be a prayer warrior. You know, mm-hmm. we can all do that. You know, sometimes we think, "Oh, you're a prayer warrior," just like Sister Hannah has got this uh, got the prayer line going on there on uh, is it Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays or whatever, you know, and it's awesome because Jesus I mean, on the main line. <laughs> tell him what you That's want. That's right. So now Jesus on the main line, but tell Hannah what you want. She'll pray for it. <laughs> but no, it's just something that, hey, you know, because there's more, when more people pray, when more people get involved, when more people pray over the situation, sometimes, to be honest with you, other people can have more faith than I have about the situation that I've been praying for for years. Yeah. Because sometimes your faith, I'm just trying to be honest with you right now this morning, because sometimes your faith can get low. Sometimes your faith can, well, what's the use? Well, I'm going to say it anyway. But still yet, when you share with other people, their faith and their prayer can reach the Heavenly Father. And I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can have, a lot of times I'll pray, like, and for, I do want to say a prayer for this baby um, yes. here in a second. But a lot of times I'll pray, Lord, be be with the parents, be with the family, be with whoever is surrounding the person, right? And be with the person, and even if they don't have faith, God, I'm having faith for them. Yes, I'm I'm Amen. praying and I'm pleading the blood for them. I'm having faith for them, even if they don't have the faith, because yep. I do. I feel like that's why we're called to pray, because a lot of times we, being outside of the situation, will be able to have more faith sometimes than those in a situation. Yep. But whenever those in a situation start to have faith, that's powerful. That's it. <laughs> you you that's see, it. you really see some. Yeah. I mean, if you're the one going through the storm and you're having the faith, that you watch what the that anointing. Will, that's it. Watch what that will. What type of anointing that will produce. Amen. Amen. When you're the one going through it and you you have that level of faith. That's it. But that's it. Yeah, let's just go ahead and yeah. uh, say a prayer for. This baby in this situation um, for complete healing. Amen. So thank you, Jesus, Lord, yes, for this Lord. family. God, thank you for this life. Lord, we just pray, um, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus that Lord, you, you start to heal. Lord, that you you, heal, you put your hand, just, cover Jesus, cover this baby, Lord, you with your presence, right your healing, God. Your we just pray alone. that you would commission and send Lord, your angels, Lord, way. to wherever this, this child is and, and to the hospital room, Lord, to the family, God. And I just pray that you would reach in and touch her touch her body lord in jesus name and we believe we're having faith lord and i just pray for the family that you would be with them touch their minds lord and i cancel any attack that the enemy is trying to bring against this family in jesus name amen amen it's awesome amen i'm thinking of a couple of scriptures um well of course you know the effectual prayer of a righteous man which is basically saying the prayer that keeps going the ones that keep praying right you're going to keep doing it. That's it. Um, you know, and then the Proverbs, I think, says, even though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up. Yep. What's that basically? He's not, he's not quitting. Yeah. That's he's it. not quitting. That's it. Um, thankful Daniel didn't stop praying. That's right. You yeah. know, it's like over and over we have these situations in the, in the Old Testament and the New Testament both where people did not quit praying. And yeah. they did not quit seeking the face of the Lord. And they stayed um, resilient. They stayed um, they were persevering. They were overcoming, um, and I think that I think it's examples for us. Mm-hmm. Even the um, Hebrew eleven, um, I call it the Hall of Fame of faith. You know, they they never stopped, and they never even entered the full rest, mm-hmm. but they never stopped. 
They never stopped going. They never stopped marching. They never stopped praying. They had enough faith. And even though there was kind of this like, but they never entered into the rest in the end of it, it was, they never stopped. Yeah. And they still continue to have faith and they had faith and they had more faith. Right. And, um, yeah. And, and so when we know the word, when we have the word of God hidden in our heart. Yeah. And we speak the word that is what that builds our faith and that activates our faith, too, because we're saying it happened there. His word is true. He said it and we believe it. That's so it. we're going to keep believing it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Amen. Yeah. And um, and that's in prayer. That's in our walk. That's in our evangelism. That's in everything that we just can't quit. Don't go. We do not grow weary in good doing for in due season. You shall reap yeah. if you faint not. That's it. Uh, I heard a story from a pastor one time, and I'm hoping it's a true story. Um, but, you know, this this guy was talking about how he went for years and years to visit with this addict. And every, I mean, it was like every week or something like that, he would go and visit with this guy who's an addiction. And it was like 15, 20 years. I mean, just doing this almost every week. Yeah. And somebody said, why do you keep going back? And basically his response was, well, one of these weeks is going to be the week. He said, I'm not quitting. And what if I quit one week too early? Yeah. And I think the guy finally did get saved. That's awesome. And his life was changed upside down for the glory of God. But, you know, what if that pastor would have stopped one week early? Yep. What if Jesus chose not to go the way of Samaria? What if the people, what if the friends of the guy who was, born paralyzed chose not to go help him that day right like if we quit too soon like i see um i seen this meme or something like that talking about well it was like a cartoon thing and i think it was supposed to be an inspirational story i'm not for sure yeah but it showed somebody digging underground and they were just about to the gold and they decided to quit wow they decided to quit and turn back around and said, we're not going to find anything. Yeah. Yet if they would have just struck the rock one more time, and that's a bad analogy because Moses got in trouble for that. Um, <laughs> that's what I was if, if they would have just If they would have just took the claw one more time and go. did one more <laughs> dug, dig out, they would have found all the gold. Yeah. And my question is, what have we missed in our lives with the Lord because we quit one day too soon? Yep. Uh-huh. Wow. And I think it's a real question. It is a real question. And I mean, I think the real answer is uh, everybody's probably done that. I have. Oh, I have too. I know I have. And I mean, in the construction world, though, like when you have a machine or whatever, like as a laborer, somebody that says, hey, you know, you got to dig out for lines. Mm -hmm. You got to find the water line. You got to find the gas line. You got to find the. But in the construction world of it, if one more oftentimes... It's what gets it, mm-hmm. gets you in trouble. Sometimes in the control, that's the world part, the point of view of it. You know, because what happens is it seems like, you know, uh, most of the time when you get those lines and when you're not supposed to get them, mm-hmm. it's either you dug and dug and dug by yourself with the shovel and you get tired. Uh-huh. And then you're like, no, I got to rest. And while you're resting, it's like the machine will find it. And yeah. that's when trouble happens. So I've got two questions on that. I know you do. All right. Well, fir- well first one's really a statement. All right. If you want to find any kind of line whatsoever, just give me a shovel, and within 30 seconds, I'll probably find it. Well, um, good. Because, I'm because, glad you told me that. Because, Man, I'm always going to remember that Because one. anytime I do anything, I find something. <laughs> and it's not on purpose. All right? The second thing yeah. is, do you think it's witchcraft when you take two hangers 
and you walk to find the water lines. No, we neither. People call it. People it, say that. Yeah, I've heard it. People really? try to rebuke me for that. Wow. I, I try to explain the scientific explanation from it that the gravity of the water in the pipe literally pulled the water together. It can be any line too, and, even overhead lines. But I don't see no it turn. like. I mean, I've actually met people who's like put me in condemnation almost because wow. I used it, and I'm like, but it works, and I don't feel any demonic yeah. sport spirits like. My discernment's not always the highest. But well, I mean, it does work, but it works a lot too much sometimes, too. Because they, will, find they will turn. I mean, supposedly these hangers or whatever you have. Hannah, have you ever seen be, this done? You, you walk across the ground. It's got to be metal hangers. Let's, let's establish it. It has yeah. to be metal hangers. You can't yeah. do it with plastic. You walk across the ground with them out one way, and as you're walking over a line that's underneath the ground, mm -hmm. they'll just turn. Yeah. They'll turn in your hands. But, yeah, you, you ain't doing nothing. I mean, they'll just kind of. Just ease over. And to be honest with you, Brother Aaron, be honest with you, I don't know if you remember, but it's probably been over a year ago, but there was a hoe dug out in between the church, probably about 15 foot from the church's uh, air conditioner unit out there on the other side of the school side. I do. I think there you did it right before there. I got here. All right. There was a hoe there. And Dad said something about, we need to find this line. I said, well, I'll find it for you. And that's what I've done with those. I Listen. I'm not a real believer in that, but it does work. So uh, you could I'll, not really locate it with a locator because there was no wire on it. Yeah. So I went there and I just said, "All right, I'm just going to start digging." Look, I and am. It was a, there. I I believe it works, and I I read into the scientific explanation of it. Jeremy Paul is cracking me up. I'm trying to laugh. <laughs> what did he say? I'm mad he didn't text me. Uh, no, I'm just well, teasing. <laughs> now this is why. This is why that. Um, this is why that they call this. This is why some people say it's okay. Is that the actual name they use it? One listener says their name for that. Witching sticks. It's the witching sticks. Okay, um, I got you. But I, I think you. that's why. Yeah. But I don't. I'm not doing no seances or anything. Um. But but Jeremy Paul said he did that at Jason's house yesterday and told him not to accuse him of witchcraft before he started. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, I got you now. See, when we was talking about that, I forgot that people actually call those. I don't call it. Sticks. I, I just mean, said. I've never heard of that. Bring me my hangers. Um, yeah. Now you can't hold them tight though. No, like, no, no, no. I think that's where a lot of people make you kind of you just hold them loose, hold them loose. And I'm telling you, I we used to do it all the time at the golf course because you're going to have to show people around here because now you got Hannah wondering now what's going on here. So <laughs> you're going to have to show her one like, day. We like we didn't have like at the golf course. You have so many irrigation pipes everywhere. Oh, there ain't no telling. There's no telling where anything's at. Yeah. And so, like, if you're trying to find a pipe, that was the only way because there's like you said, there's no wire to most of this stuff. So you can't you can't find and so but um, one listener said water witching. Um, yeah, that's how they used to do whales. Yeah, now, I never got this one, but supposedly around here, there are certain people up around where I live. There was this older gentleman that's done gone on, but they claim that if you wanted to know if where to dig a well at, you go get that guy and he'll go out there. He'll use these sticks or whatever and say, here's where you need to dig it. Hmm. And I mean, it's just, it's amazing how sometimes those things will work. Well, it goes back to this though. You know how we try in this world to uh, make everything a lot harder than what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, but actually I believe the Lord has put resources right here that really don't, you know, it's, it's in it. He made it for, re for us to figure it out sometime. Okay. But he made things like this, I do believe, for us to have the availability to do things like what we just said. Yeah. And sometimes it takes an art and sometimes not necessarily an art, but somebody that really, you know, knows how to hold him or but for whatever reason, who do you think the first person 
the look, don't get me started. This, I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out who the per- first person ever milk a cow was. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to figure out who thought this was a good idea. I'm glad they did because I love milk, yeah. but I don't know. Like, who's the first person who decided to tie a tie? Yeah. Like, I want to know what's in some of these guys' brains. Now, I don't know if I'm going to see the guy who created the tie in heaven or not. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't know. I have my doubts. Right. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't know. Like, the Lord makes science. Yeah. And literally, like, whenever everybody was accusing me of all these things with, when I had my hangers out there one day, I looked it up. And I, I, I read it. I researched it. Why does this work? And literally, there's a scientific explanation that gravitational pull is interrupted. And it's and it's like it's messed with when you go over a pipe, especially with water. Yeah. And it's just the way the it's the way of science. And I'm thinking, that's how good my God is that He knows. He, I mean, He created science. He, he created, created the that. law of gravity. He created all of these things that work in perfect unison. And I mean, like, I'm very thankful that we have science. I'm very thankful we have laws and of science. And I'm I'm very thankful that the Earth stays in orbit at the exact way it needs to so that we don't melt from the sun yeah Yeah. you know it's like these are the things we don't really thank god for but he was really smart oh you ain't kidding (laughs) he was the creator he's the master you think bjork is smart you see nothing (laughs) until you get a hold of yahweh (laughs) that's Uh, it that's it before the break though can i talk about the negative part of this yeah go for it (laughs) It's, it's not really negative about that it's something else so yesterday on our girl trip um, we went to E-Town, and we, we visited quite a few stores. <laughs> um, but, again, I don't know why. Every time I go to E-Town, the Lord keeps highlighting things to me every single time. And so it, it wasn't just me, though. All of us girls, I mean, we were having discernment, noticing things around us. There were witchy things at, like, every store. Wow. So we went to Barnes & Noble. Thankfully, the first thing when you walked into Barnes & Noble was there were some, like, prayer journals to the right. Yeah. But as soon as you get in to your, like, actually through the doors, to your left and to your right are all of these manuals on witchcraft, how to do all this, these spells and all this stuff. And I'm serious. Like, it, it's bad. And then you wow. walk over to the teen section on the very top of the like the sign that's over the teen section, rainbow, not godly rainbow, colors, um, with all of uh, LGBTQ section of books wow. yeah. in the teenagers and kids. Um, and then we immediately gravitate towards the, we want to go to the Christian books section. So uh, we were like, I think Jamie was kind of being a little bit loud. <laughs> she was like, where's the Bible's <laughs> And this lady walks over and she's like, oh, I can show you where those are. So like we had a huge group over there where the Bibles were and like the Christian section. But right beside it was all of these books on witchcraft. There was literally a a, a book that said a spell Bible, spell Bible. Wow. Um, and it was just it was crazy. And wow. we were like, I, how do people just come in here, pick pick up these books and start? How do they think that that's normal? Yeah. Like, how, how do they just think that that's normal to I do that? Know. And then it wasn't only that store. It was another store. There was these, like, sticks. Um, there's, like, these crystals and incense sticks and all this stuff. And, I mean, it, it was literally, it was at multiple, multiple stores. Yeah. And we were just like, this, how are people? And it was almost like everybody else in the store was kind of blinded to it. Like, yeah. like they, they didn't notice what we were noticing. Yeah. And they were just caught up in their 
zone. And I don't know. It just kept reminding me of this messages that we've been talking about with the system of Babylon and just the desensitizing. And I'm just thankful that we had a group of ladies right. <laughs> who were aware of what's going yes. on. And we're speaking about Jesus really loud, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and people are probably looking at us, but we didn't care because we were just talking about like, that's not okay. It's not okay to have that especially in the kids section it's not okay to have that just out for people so right. it was just it was crazy but we're thankful that you know we, they did have a christian section and we were able to go and find good books too but yeah it was just crazy so nah, yeah my wife actually texted in she said yeah she said she's seen it as well barnes noble has a whole section of the witchcraft stuff yeah, so. and they moved it by the door, too. Wow. Sounds to me like y'all needed to take Holy Ghost hangers <laughs> and let them cross on the way out of the door. All right. <laughs> that is the way. <laughs> Lead me, oh, oh yeah. Holy One. And it was, it's just, even at the other store, it was like manifesting uh, what you want to happen in your life. And it's like these words that, you know, people could be confused and think that they're biblical. Yeah. But they're evil. Right, they're evil. <laughs> and so we just need to be praying for, you know, things like that. Well, it's about like him saying, you know, the word saying there'll be a time where it's going to call good evil and evil good. Yeah. I mean, we're living in that at time. And so we need to it. keep seeking the Lord for discernment yeah. on Amen. so that we know. Yeah. Um, and that, before we go to the break, I'll even admit, there was a book that was over there. Somebody put it in the Christian section. Yeah. And it was called... Uh, self-care for an empath's heart wow and so it seemed like it was talking about empathy like it was talking about like <clears throat> how christians have empathy and like taking care like maybe soul care like praying and stuff so that's what i was assuming yeah and jamie was like uh-uh i don't think this is right and so she opens it up and i'm like oh my gosh and then it starts talking about all of these like terms that are like witchcraft and things right and so it seemed on the cover that it would be like a christian thing you open it up and it's talking about all these things with um energy and um this meditation stuff that's not biblical and it was just i'm like wow and she moved it out of the section <laughs> she I went mean, and put it somewhere else that's but right, that's right. it was just like you do you have to use discernment yeah and you really can't judge a book by its cover that's <laughs> it amen, amen. Yep. Well, all right we're gonna take a break here come back in after this short break with uh brother jeff arrington get some kingdom principles in this morning we'll be right back here after the break on mornings of box two radio on the box two radio network we're back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio, having a good time during the break. Excited for Brother Jeff. Brother Jeff, you on the air today? Yes, my brother. How you doing? Doing very well, sir. Uh, it's always good to have you. Um, I hear you're going on vacation next week. Well, not really vacation. I'm, I'm taking a, a team. We're going to Africa on a missions, and uh, wow. we'll be sharing awesome. the kingdom of God, and uh, we have an orphanage over there we'll be uh, visiting, and well, that was exciting. Well, well, yeah, I didn't know it was a. That's even better. You're going on a mission trip. I love that. That's, I yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah we have a. Uh, we have. What part of, kind of, of four, four countries now over there representing? Uh, so. So what part of Africa are you going to be going to the orphanage? Liberia. Liberia. Uh, mm -hmm. We adopted an orphanage about eight years ago. Our fellowship and uh, uh, you know, we feed them every month and uh, to try to take care of them and. We're just going to uh, see about them, and also we have, I don't know how many leaders will be coming to a conference, leadership conference, and uh, from 
different countries like uh, Ivory Coast and let's see Guinea and uh, Sierra Leone and so it's going to be an, uh, quite an event this time. <laughs> well, let's see. Do you know? Um, I don't want to take up too much time, but have you ever met Brother Jonathan Williams over in Liberia? I heard about him. I heard about him, but I never met him. Yeah, I'd love to get you all connected over there, if that'd be all right. Okay. Oh, that, you can do whatever you want, brother. You got my number. And you can call. We'll be there for two weeks. Okay, yeah. We'll I would. Fly out Sunday night. Yeah, we'll fly out Sunday night. Bro. Yeah, I would love to connect you all over there. Brother Jonathan's a real great man of God over that area. Um, okay. And, and so I will, I'll make that happen for you guys. So I'll be in touch before you head out and try to get in touch with him. Uh, that'll be exciting, man, because, you know, we all uh, are wanting God's kingdom to advance and enlarge, and so it's exciting. It's very exciting to us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How many, brother, are you guys taking to on the trip with you guys? How many is going with y'all? Well, two, well, two other brothers, they're prophets of the Lord, and uh, we're taking a team up there. And uh, uh, last, a couple of years ago, we took a team, and uh, we ordained some elders, and uh, that was exciting, but this time we're taking some prophets and we're going to uh, speak to a regional uh, area as well as other countries. So that's going to be exciting. Awesome. All right. Well, take us into what you got for us this morning on the kingdom principle side. Well, I can give you a sneak preview of what I'll be sharing over there. That's okay. Awesome. Let's yes. do it. Of course, I'll, I'll base. Uh, foundation is sonship and uh, the revelation of sonship because we believe that's the weapon of choice that, that God has chosen. From our uh, scripture out of John 3.16, you know, we see it from a kingdom perspective. God so loved the world that he sent a son, his weapon of choice. But uh, it, it, his nature uh, was love, you know. God's nature is, is love, light, and life. And those are the natures of God, but he sent a son. Who, who had the ability to uh, reflect that uh, very image of God. So uh, we understand that sonship is very important, that God is a father. We'll be sharing on that, what Jesus brought the revelation through the prayer, our father, so then engrafted us into the family. So we're trying to bring a paradigm shift to the, to the people of God as far as uh, we are sons first and not ministers. We're sons who minister, right? So... We're trying to turn it around. <laughs> Amen. God, God is the father of a family. See, he revealed the the, the, the the revelation of that in Matthew chapter 16. Y'all know the story on, on the road to Caesarea Philippi. He asked him a question. Who do men say that I am? And nobody knew it. Nobody could. Even though they were right alongside him, they still didn't understand who he was until the father enlightened Peter's eyes, right, his spirit. Right. And, uh. Once his spirit was illuminated, he was able to see that thou art the Christ, Christos, the anointed king, the son of God. Amen. For the first time, he understood that, that Christ was the son of God. So now we have the son, the son and the father revealed. See, the revelation of that now is in the, in the earth. But we just got to lay hold to it from a different perspective because it's so important to see through the glasses of a son first and not a minister, huh? Yeah, that's right. That's and, uh, very important. And that's God's, according to God's eternal purpose that that uh, Paul talked about in Ephesians 1. If you go to Ephesians 1, it, it tells us that we were chosen in him in, in verse uh, uh, 4. It says that uh, according as he has chosen us in him, 
before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoptions of children. That word children is sons. His sons. If you, if you look at the Greek, that word children is sons by Jesus Christ to himself. So we see that we have, and that word adoption means to be placed as a son in God's house, according to the Greek understanding. It's not like our adoption. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a placing as a, a son in the house of the Lord. See, God didn't have stepchildren. He didn't have uh, foster children. See, he, he, he has sons. He has no grandchildren. We are all sons of God, right? <laughs> right. And to understand that brings you into a whole different, as far as understanding the word, that, that, that you are part of a family, see? Amen. And that gives, you, that gives you identity in place because in Africa, see, they, they have to have no identity. Identity Amen. is lost. And if they're trying to find it through religion, see, they'll never find it. Mm-hmm. But you can find it in the family, right? Right. You can find you can find it that you have a a, a seat at the table, uh, just like everybody else. Yeah. And uh, so we're trying to bring that that confidence, that seal of approval, exception. You know, we are accepted in the beloved. That word accepted is the same thing to be placed as a son in God's house. So that's what we'll be. That's some of the foundational teachings we'll be uh, uh, bringing to to the African people over there to to bring them into sonship. Understand that they have a place at the table as well. That's right, brother. Yeah. Now, while you're over there, brother uh, Jeff, uh, is uh-huh. it more so to train uh, the ones that are uh, train the disciples that are of the Lord right now, or is it more of a gathering in, a harvesting of souls, or what's uh, maybe, or is it a little bit of both while you're there? It's, it's, it's a little bit of both, but our main objective to train leaders this time. And, uh, you know, we have those those that are anointed to evangelize and to bring people to Christ. And then you have those, like you said, that's trained and disciple those that's, that's already born again, so to speak. So uh, our main focus will be to, to train the leadership where they can teach others also, Paul said. To train faithful men who are able to teach others also, right? That's awesome. So, yeah, so that's what we're we're focusing on because you know they need to understand our, our, our kingdom uh, has, has been presented to them and the importance of how to to enter in yes. to that kingdom and to to receive what Christ has, has given us. So yeah. we're going to be we'll train the leaders and they'll train others also, but still we will always be open to you know evangelism. Yes, of course. As well, especially those that serve us and all, we we definitely. Christ, you know, all around us, so that's exciting too. And uh, and our orphans, you know, we preach the kingdom to them. Uh, we bring salvation to them. Most of them are already saved. I know. So as a Christian orphanage, uh, uh, the lady over it is doing a great job. She she's on her own. She really has no support but us. But praise God, we we we're excited to do that for her and those kids. She has about a hundred kids. Uh, and she has about, what, three acres? We, we, we bought her about three acres, and uh, uh, they're starting to flourish now. Amen. Me. You know, God will take you up. When your father and mother forsake you, God will take you up, you know. That's it. And, uh, and because of the war over there, you know, a lot of them were orphaned, orphaned because of the war and the, and the disease. Ebola killed a lot of the people, but, but you know, now they're on the rebound. Christ is really 
uh, turning it around for a lot of them. And so we're excited about this journey. We covered your prayers because, you know, there's uh, always resistance, but we understand the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. And, Amen. And I, I shared a scripture Sunday for the people. Maybe you guys get on it out of Philippians 1. If you look at Philippians 1, I shared the scripture for, for the body of Christ to be in prayer for us. This is Paul speaking concerning uh, his, his journey, his time, out of Philippians 1.19. He was sharing on, he says, For I know that this shall turn to my, my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit. So he linked yeah. those two words together, three words, through is the word dia in the Greek. It means channel, channel. God needs a channel called prayer, and prayer brings the supply of the Spirit. And uh, to fulfill God's purpose, uh, we need to become that channel, a blessing, that channel that God can flow through, right? And it brings that support of the Spirit. That's and that's what Paul talks about. James talks about a righteous man has an effect, right? That's right. And uh, our nation needs righteous people to pray. Yes. Right? That's what's necessary. And then I linked it to what God said in, in Second Chronicles, if my people, see? Amen. If my people. Because God knows that his people have the uh, influence upon the throne, and we will just come boldly, right, before the throne. We have great influence. We become that channel, right? That's right. So he said, if my people called by my name, see, will pray, humble themselves, and become that channel, see, and it, it will change this nation because Christ has made us right. And the prayer of a righteous people has an effect. And uh, you can trace it back to a lot of mothers that, that pray. It was Mother's Day. And something about praying mothers, that, that they perceive God, and, and God will hear. They have influence with God. He'll hear when they cry about their children or their situation. That's it. And, uh, we become that channel that, that God needs in the earth. He said, I search for a man, right, in Ezekiel 22. I search for a man. I sought for a man to stand in the gap. See? Amen. And we need people right now to stand in the gap yes, for our Lord. nation and this world, body of Christ. We have that type of influence with God. If you've been made right by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb, you have access to the Father. And that's sonship. We can go right in, hallelujah, and make our request. We can beseech the Lord, petition the Lord. We can stand in the gap. That's right. And God said, I'll, God said, I'll heal this nation. Amen. I'll heal the land. I'll heal the land. And uh I'm excited about that, that that influence that we have with God, and I, I see results of it when people pray, right? Yeah. I see results. Yeah. And Ephesians tells us in Ephesians 3.20, it says, and it amplifies it, in consequence of, our, of, of our, this power that's worked in us, there's, there's something that takes place. There's action, and God is able to do exceeding abundantly, <laughs> right, through the channel of activity. Prayer is an activity, right? It's something we engage in. It's something that we do. And uh, once we engage in prayer, see, it has an effect uh, on our life, on our families, and ultimately on this nation. If two or three of us gather together in his mighty name, there are there, there will be results. Yeah. And uh, throughout the scriptures, you see when men pray, things happen. Right? Mm-hmm. Things begin, things begin to turn, if you would. And uh, uh, exactly, we know what happened with Daniel. He prayed three times a day, and 
and, and the heavens began to, to be activated, right? That's it. And Daniel, remember the story in Daniel chapter 10, the Bible says, Daniel, from the first day you, you, bow, you bent your knees, we heard you. <laughs> and there was actions in the heavens, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, right. Uh, from the first day he began to seek God in the Word, in God's will, God's eternal purpose. He tapped into it. The, the, the heavens begin to be uh, uh, activated, and the angels begin to move, and, and there was war in the heavens. Y'all know Michael fought against Satan, the Prince of Persia, and and, and that all was triggered by prayer. And the angel broke through because Michael came, showed up, right, and helped Gabriel. <laughs> and uh, he broke through and was able to get to Daniel, and see, God has locked himself in with man. And uh, when man, when men pray, God moves. Amen. That's a prime example. He gave us a sneak preview in Daniel chapter ten. Uh, when Daniel decided to pray to understand God's will, he said, "From the first day you begin to to chasten yourself and to understand, uh, uh, we heard you." Now I don't know about you guys, but that gives me great confidence when mm-hmm. we pray. That's right, brother. When the church pray, when the people pray, when the elders pray, when the men of God pray, uh, when we come together and pray. God said, told Daniel, from the first day, I heard you. Come on. And then, and then he linked that to Isaiah 55. He says, so shall my word be that go forth out of my mouth. It will not return void. Mm. If we pick up God's word, put it in our mouth, it will not return void. That's it. Uh, it will accomplish it will bring results, amen. It will cause the whole nation to change, see. And that's what we're, we're, we're bringing to, to, to the Africans, that, that God will hear you. You have influence with God. Mm-hmm. We want to change the landscape in the spirit over there, you know, by bringing them the gospel. The gospel is, is, is light, you know. We want to remove the darkness and bring the, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ to change lives. Come on. And, and to remove the work of the devil. For this purpose, mm-hmm. we'll go back to sonship again, right? For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest. I just love this because God chose the weapon of sonship, you know. And, and sonship is all about coming into maturity. Y'all know that. Many women who, who, who give themselves to the tutorage of the Holy Spirit, and he begins to raise us up over time, and we become more and more mature. God can trust us more and more and more, and we come into that place where uh, like Christ did, you know, our pattern. He's the pattern, right? That's right. right. Luke, for, Luke, I think Luke talks about Christ when he was 12. He was in the temple, right, preaching. <laughs> His family forgot about him for three days. And, and uh, suddenly Mary remember, where is Jesus? <laughs> that's what, yeah. That's what, <laughs> uh, didn't where, we bring Jesus with us? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my boy? <laughs> Joseph, he's gone again. Joseph. <laughs> Oh, man. That turned around all the way back, and he was in the temple preaching, man. He, he was preaching the gospel. And uh, the Bible says that he was he's preaching, and, and Mary's in mind, Lord, son, who's so worried? And uh, the Bible says that what Jesus did at 12, he, he came down, and he was subject to his parents. Wow. He came down, and he became subject to his parents. And that word subject, he came under the arrangement of God. Come on. See? Parents have been ordained of God for a season, see, to, to, to raise children. And you see Satan trying to move in on that. He's trying to encroach upon the rights of parents given to them by God Almighty, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and he's the lawless one. So we've got to push back against that. Parents have parental authority. We know that for a season in a child's life, that's ordained by God. Everything trying to attack everything that's ordained by God. But the scripture is in Luke Luke two fifty one that he was subject to his parents and he came down and he went with them. And for eighteen years see, he was subject. And and, and and at thirty we see him at the River Jordan. <laughs> see. He went through and we have our teaching called Five Stages of Growth, Five Stages of Sonship. And uh, of course at twelve he's he's coming into tech now, which means teenager. But he came off that, 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 that ministry field for a season until he became fully mature. And that word is weos, which means fully matured son. And we see that, that word in, in Galatians 4, where it says, at the fullness of time, God sent his son. Yeah. Fully matured son. Not, not a little boy at 12, right? Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm not hating on little people. You know, they say they got gifts and they're trying to preach at 12. But the pattern, <laughs> the pattern is we must mature in season. And it, the Bible says, in the fullness of time, God sent his son. And that mm-hmm. word is fully mature, son. Uh, and, 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 it, and it, you know, it connects with Isaiah 9, that a child was born, but a son was given. Come on now. Right? That's it. And what we need in our leadership we need sons who are fully matured, not little boys, right? Come on. And, and that's, I'm just saying, I'm just following the pattern. If you look at Christ's life, that's the pattern. And, and, and Galatians tells us that there's an appointed time of the Father to, to be under tutors and governors, right? Yes, sir. And then there's a fullness of time that he sent his son. Mm-hmm. So we see two types of time here. There's a chronological time where we're set under our parents for a season. And then there's a sending out from that. Uh, a fullness of time comes, and we're fully mature. No different than an apple tree that produces apples, right? There comes a time when that apple is ripe and ready. That's it. And that's the way of the Lord. So we want to teach them the way of the Lord and how to understand times and seasons as well. And I believe we can be more effective in the body of Christ that we get some of these principles down, right, and understand the way of the Lord. So I'm excited about it, guys. We covered your prayers, and uh, uh, I know that, that the revelation of sonship is, is a powerful force that we will be sharing. I'll share more next time on the radio. We'll be gone for two weeks, but I would love to share on that revelation of sonship because I believe it's the weapon of choice. Yes, that sounds yes. great. Hey, Brother yes. Jeff, when exactly are you guys leaving? Uh, next Sunday. So... We'll be gone next Sunday. Okay. For two we'll weeks. be gone for two weeks. Yes, sir. We'll be gone for two weeks. And I was preaching the gospel of the kingdom, uh, uh, trying to really, really lay a strong foundation of Jesus Christ and our dear brethren across the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, brother Jeff, before we head out this morning, um, if uh-huh. it's okay with you, I'd love for Pastor Josh to pray over you and your trip. Sure, that'll be great. Amen. Thank so, you so much. Yes, that sounds awesome. We'll be praying now. Then also we'll be uh, putting this on our prayer wall maybe and uh, have others Amen. pray as well. So uh, right. let's just pray. Lord, we just come to you right now. We just thank you so much, mm-hmm. Lord God, for the connection that we have through the kingdom, through Brother Jeff, Lord God. 
We thank you, Lord God, for allowing him and his team, Lord God, to go to Africa, Lord. And we just pray right now, Lord, you move in a mighty way, Lord Jesus. You be with them, you, that your protection will be about them as they travel. And Lord Jesus, you put people in their pathway, Lord, that's destined to be who you've called them to be, Lord, as they teach and as they preach and as they minister, Lord God, to those teaching them about the kingdom principles, Lord God, about what he's been teaching us as well here on the radio. And we thank you, Lord God, for his heart, and we thank you for the testimony, Lord God, that we're going to be hearing through this time, Lord Jesus, for the couple weeks that they're going to be there, Lord, of how you're going to move in a great way, and it'll stir so much, Lord God, that even that whole region and whole area, Lord God, will be turned upside down because of you, Lord, and that you'll begin to put people in the way, Lord Jesus, that they'll go closer to you like they've never been before. We thank you for Brother Jeff and his team, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord, and just also be Brother Jeff in the church there at Marshall, Texas, as they're gone, that you continue to move in a great way there as they are gone, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Thank y'all so much. I covered your prayer. I just believe in it, the body of Christ, and I know God heard you. He says, so shall my word be, and it shall be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, my brother. You have a prosperous trip, and I will get with Brother Jonathan and get back okay. in touch with you, okay? All right. That'd be great. Y'all be blessed today. All right. Thank All right. Brother. We'll uh, see you guys soon. All right. Here okay. we go. What a day. What, what a day. day, man. It's awesome. What a day. It sure if is. If you go down the road where that where that wise off right there and you hang a right and, you know, that old barn that used to be there for about a thousand years. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's just one of those days. It was a good day. Good yeah. conversation. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Always enjoy Tuesday with Pastor Josh. Um, one day when we're in the old man's club, I'm going to get him two days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day that'll happen, brother. Yep. Maybe one day and, that'll happen. So And so good stuff. Miss Hannah, as always, a pleasure. Um, she's going to lead prayer here in a little bit over in the sanctuary. Oh, yeah. Sounds awesome. They go up 10 o'clock and... They How pray fitting. The, We've been talking about prayer all right, morning, and right. then we're about to pray yeah, some more. That's good. That's awesome. Hopefully yep. you'll pray over these things that we've been praying yes. for. That'd be great. So, And I know uh, tomorrow I'm gonna be back. I won't be back on the radio, but tomorrow I'll get to do the last chapel of the year for the kids over at the school. You got something so, good planned? I'm hoping to have something great planned. That's so. good. I like that. Anyway, so. I like and it. I know, of course, I got a cousin that's a senior this year, so. Yep. Anyway, oh, Erica, this will be her last chapel of the uh, of her school year. So, uh, anyway, you get to do it, and I get to do it. So it's such a blessing. You gonna bring us they, some embarrassing pictures? <laughs> I might need to, right? Yeah. I asked when they when Sister Crystal asked me to do the chapel. I said, uh, "You want me to do the last one? Jason don't want that." And he said, "No." Nah. Said he's good. He's done it for years, so he's good. So no, yeah. so. it's good. Anyway, but we're getting you yeah. more and more. I'm excited about it. So well. But hopefully, uh, like I said, got to go to travel around a little bit today, do some jobs, but then hopefully tomorrow I'll do the same. But it's all in a day's work. Well, just <laughs> another day, another dollar. Is that that old saying? <laughs> I guess so. We'll see what happens. We'll see if you get to that dollar. <laughs> yeah, I tell yeah. people all the time, it's another day, another dime. All right, another nickel. <laughs> oh, man. So. All right, well, we love you guys so much out there. Uh, be careful playing with your hangers. Don't get caught up in any... Water witching. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's it. All right. No, we do. Look, 7 a.m. tomorrow on week. the mornings of Boxster Radio on the Boxster Radio Network.